Adam is late for a haircut. Why does it sound like you need a haircut? <laughs> All right. Today is Tuesday, October 16th, 2018, and you're listening to the Official View News. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. This podcast is sponsored by us, View Mastery. Yeah, lately we've been shipping some great ViewX video tutorials for our subscribers covering state, mutations, actions, getters. And just this week, we put out a video covering ViewX modules and namespace modules. Also, if you become a subscriber, we have a bonus cheat sheet for you. A four-page Nuxt.js cheat sheet we put together, which was proofed by the Chopin brothers themselves. Those are the guys who created Nuxt, and we send you the cheat sheet right after you subscribe. Yep, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you'll get 25% off an annual membership. And don't forget, 25% of your subscription, we pay right back to the View project itself. Yeah, we've been donating over $2,000 the past few months. Head over to viewmastery.com to start learning with us. Talking about Nuxt, Nuxt 2 was released a few weeks ago, and the Chopin brothers are doing a live Q&A on the Viewland Discord channel on October 20th at 4pm UTC. You'll find this in the Q&A room on chat.viewjs.org. Have you heard about Gridsum? <laughs> no. What is that? So it's a view framework for building fast websites. It uses an internal GraphQL layer for all your data. Your site can be static generated and hosted anywhere or server side rendered on a Node.js server. Sounds like it's a bit of a hybrid between ViewPress and Nuxt. Yeah, it's definitely worth looking into. Last week, Daniel Karoski kicked off a series of articles on building a Vue.js application with TDD. That's test-driven development. But is he really doing TDD, though, where you write a test, watch it fail, then do the minimum to make it pass? Yeah, it really seems like he is. In his first article, he sets things up and writes his first test, seeing how to use shallow mount, which renders only the first level of a component's dependencies. He then matches the rendered HTML to a saved snapshot. Snapshot testing, so you'd know if the rendered HTML is different. Right. And he's got five more parts to release in the next few weeks, covering testing the components, the API request, and testing with third-party dependencies. Nice. It's great to see more attention being paid to testing with Vue. Kanban is a visual management method that helps streamline workflows. It's an agile method, right? Yep, it is. And in a new tutorial by Julian Christian Anderson, he shows how to create a simple Kanban app using Vue and Firebase real-time database. He shows how to set up Firebase in a Vue app so your app can listen for real-time changes in the database, generating Vue components based off that data. One way to ensure a smooth user experience is just to ensure your application still works with little to no connectivity. So an offline app? Yep. And this week, Ido Shaman wrote up a tutorial on how to create an optimistic offline-first application with UX. So what's optimistic about it? <laughs> yeah, this refers to the concurrency control strategy of optimistic locking. In a nutshell, I think it means when a UX mutation or change happens, we don't wait for a response back from the API to make sure the API call was successful. We just are optimistic and show the user that it's done. It's like hitting the like button. You know, when you hit a like button, it looks like you clicked it, but the API might be still firing the request. Nice. So how does Edu show how to do this offline? Well, he linked to a JavaScript library called LocalForge to persist data, which is a JavaScript library that provides a friendly interface to the browser's offline storage using IndexedDB or WebSQL or local storage. Okay, so it provides a standard JavaScript API for doing offline. You got it. And in the article, he shows how to implement a local offline cache, which gets updated on each mutation. Check it out if you want to do offline. 
You may have heard of Nuxt, but it may not be clear to you why you should use it. I know at first I didn't quite get it. Yeah. Nosa Obaseki breaks down what makes Nuxt special in a great intro article he published last week. So what makes it special and make it snappy? Yeah. Well, a few things. It's view powered, so you write view inside of it, obviously. It has automatic route handling, so there's less configuration needed. Its server-side rendering is all set up for you. You can easily generate static sites if needed. It's webpack powered with view loader and babel loader under the hood. It provides the ability to use HTTP2 push headers, and it has hot module replacement and development. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Um, to sum it up, I think I would say that Nux takes view, gets real opinionated so you don't have to configure as much, and adds a bunch of best practices. Nux's article gives you a bunch of additional info that you might want to check out if you want to get started with Nuxt. Two bleeding edge web technologies these days are the Quasar framework and GraphQL. And we've talked about both of them on this podcast. Yes, we have. And to get started using them together, you'll want to learn how to implement the Vue Apollo package and Apollo client into your Quasar project. In a quick tutorial, Scott Molinari walks through how to do this and ends with a pro tip. Ooh, pro tip. Give us a pro tip. Well, instead of Vuex, he suggests using Apollo link state, which uses the Apollo client cache as your single source of truth. That can hold all of your local data along Alongside your remote data. Quasar Pro Tip! <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth just then. Just felt right. <laughs> Do you ever feel like there's a wealth of knowledge on Stack Overflow just waiting for you to Google for it? Yeah, that's usually where I end up after a Google search. Well, Roland recently wrote up a list of some of his most useful solutions and best practices found at Stack Overflow, which you can read through. Nice. So solutions like what? Like making two Axios calls at the same time and triggering when they both return. Or using Axios interceptors to do error handling, canceling an Axios request, or even in Vuex calling actions from another action, extending view components using mix-ins, stopping events from bubbling up, and lots more. It was a lot of fun to read through all these. Laravel plus view plus router equals what? Um, single page application with PHP tender loving? <laughs> yes, that would be right. Laravel pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> no pro tips necessarily, but if you're looking... If you're looking to create one of these yourself, you can check out Aiden Co's tutorial where he walks through each step of the process. Thank you for listening to the official View News Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the View community. And all the pro tips. <laughs>